Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Kelly Vieira. This is a podcast for single moms created by a single mom to help single moms. This is our safe space to love, to connect, and grow together. Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Today we are blessed enough to have Sally Phillips rushing back with us again. Hi. How are you? And thank you for coming back to us. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. You know, I always love to sit down and talk to other single moms. Ah, it's awesome. And we, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. Awesome. Awesome. And we learned so much last time. I was like, okay, let's do this again. So, for those that did not hear your story before, can you tell us your journey on how you started your your repressed pause and all that good stuff? Absolutely. Um, I just want to thank you too for the chance to come on and talk a little about a uh, little bit about it. Um, it really started, Kelly, uh, 2016. So I became a single mother in 2009, like November uh, 2009. Okay. So. Flash forward, I mean, we had, by 2016, we had, um, we were on our second, we were on our original order plus a modification, right? I mean, it was a very high conflict uh, custody case, oh. like the relationship part of stuff, fun, done, done, easy. But the, the kid part of it, um, I realized that, you know, the the belief system was courts will answer, courts will offer, courts will support. Um, but what I realized when our family showed up is that they, courts just, courts aren't prepared for nuance, mm -hmm. right? And that's what children are. Children require that kind of individuality and that kind of look. And the courts just aren't structured for that. They're overwhelmed because they're tasked right now with trying to sort children out. And that, job is the parent's job always regardless of where your relationship status is nothing ever like dismisses you so i was sort of in that mindset when i was at church and um he was closing out the sermon and he said you know when you know what breaks your heart you will understand what your purpose is and it was like this holy spirit kind of just crystal like i knew what I needed to do. And I got really, I grabbed my purse. I stormed out of there because I was just like, no, God, I have enough going on already. You've got the wrong person to do this. No, 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 no. Like, I, I you're kidding. Right. And I really did for probably another five years or so. Oh, really? I tried to outrun. Oh yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I do variations. You know, I do. But what I did do was to start the Facebook group for Press Pause, right? To be a group where regardless of your circumstances, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose peace. I am also going to realize that I am human. And so I am not going to live in those states as constant. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to start to talk about how to other and learn from other people. Like, how do you create community? How do you create support? So it kind of grew out of 
that kind of some of those questions that I was wrestling with because being a mom didn't look like what I had planned for. I had my children, you know, late in my life in my forties. And it was not the scenario that I was in at that time did not look like what I had intended. So, so I had to figure out what the lessons were. That's true. So we press pause. What is your mission now? I am, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a therapist. Um, I play one in real life uh, because I am here to walk beside moms primarily. Uh, we've kind of been in some conversations about maybe opening things to dads, but my primary mission really is moms. That's, that's what I know. And it is to walk alongside them to help, uh, first of all, just hold space. Mm. When, when you're in a high conflict custody case, uh, specifically in mind with uh, dynamic uh, pathology for parental alienation, okay. where somebody is targeting your kids in an attempt to come after you and to break that bond and to sort of disappear you from the children's lives. Right. Wow. Horrible. Right? Yep, but it's I see it unfolding a lot, but it's it's a yeah. Yeah, and a conflict has it's a spectrum, right? So it any kind of conflict, I mean divorce and changing, you know, when I decide to unhitch my wagon from yours and go my direction and you're going yours, there's always gonna be change yeah. in there. But when you add fuel to that where you start to try to isolate and separate the kids. So my mission is to really help create a space where parents can have real conversations about real people in real life. And we go from there. And how I support moms is really unique to what they have going on. But in general, um, I help you learn how to use your attorney. Right? Okay. Because so I'm yeah. Okay. Cause we don't usually, we just give them, okay, I want to keep my kids and I want to, you know, them to stay in the same school and I want them to be able to still have do life. What do I do? You just kind of leave it up to right. them. So you're kind of like right. the person that like says, okay, that's not what we do. We're going, I'm not going to, one of my big takeaways from my own case and my own journey was I, no one is going to replace my authority mm. as my, as my children's parent. Okay. Like we have a legal system that requires in Georgia, where I live, if you are divorcing and you have children who are minors, then you have to present a parenting plan. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so we tried a variation of doing that ourselves and it didn't, it didn't work out. If I go to their attorney, I'm expecting okay, this is what I want, you know, and I, I'm right. paying them, hopefully in terms, we're going to get close to that as I, as we can. Right, right. So it, one of the, in, in terms of helping moms be able to utilize that retainer and be good stewards, you know, a retainer can be 2,500 to 10,000, mm -hmm. depending. There are larger retainers, depending on sort of what you have going on. High conflict cases are extended cases, mm -hmm. right? right? Ours went 12 years. That's crazy. Family, That's civil, family, civil, and criminal court. We got the whole menu in ours, right? And so I, nobody's going to replace my authority. And we build a strategy together to say, 
what is the vision that you have for your kids? And a lot of that holding space is about letting somebody be upset. Somebody's coming after me. They're coming after my kids. So we have to hold space for that. But at the same time, we have to have that emotion hang in a spot in safety while we also do the concrete steps to say, this is the email that has to get sent. What is the resource that we need? Who are the players in the court? What are their roles? What do they do? Right. What's the protocol? Who is the judge? Let's research the judge and then be able to say to your attorney, this is what I'm looking to have happen. And then we help edit emails because, you know, there's usually like that. Right. We're ugly. We're not right? we're protecting our kids. We're the mom and bear. We're going to. Yeah. Right. And it's a natural thing. So we want that. And then what I do is go in there and we start to make that be action items. Less is more. Okay. Right. We're going to be able to say all of that. And all of that is absolutely what needs to be said. But we also have to realize who we're talking to. Okay. Who's the person that's receiving it? How do they listen? What's relative, right? The courts can't answer a question that hasn't been asked. So if I'm throwing in all of these other things, it becomes noise and you don't feel heard. You aren't heard because the courts give you on a status conference, you have 10 minutes, maybe. Right, right. And this is a person that's never met you, never met your kids, doesn't know the nuance. And so you've got to prepare your attorney to be able to present what you need to be presented. And so if I'm blowing through my retainer because I'm just all of right. it, I we help people be able to, let's build the strategy. You know, how are we going to be wise with what you do? And then kind of hold their hands and walk with them emotionally because each thing kind of brings something else up. So that's a big part of what we do. Now, do you suggest that everybody has the attorney? Because I know a lot of people can't really afford an attorney or have somebody that, you know, helps them along. So it, right. it's still the same. Right. I mean, certainly the procedural part of it, you've got to be able to have uh, expertise to know how to manage the processes. I mean, because you can get things kicked out or not heard just because you don't know the right form okay. to fill in mm -hmm. or you've gone about it the wrong way. Um, but there are different ways that you can find legal resources, right? Legal aid is a big, a big deal. Um, a lot of them will take civil cases, but not necessarily family law cases. So every, okay. every community is different. Every you know, municipalities difference. So you just have to find it. But most places, based on the research that I've done, most courthouses that will hear family law cases will have a family law center. And that's sort of a self-help resource. Okay. So get to know, get to know who that is. Get to know the judge's clerk. The clerk sees the day-to-day -day people. They just like the secretary at the school. Okay you know, or the front desk person really runs the school. The same thing is true for like the clerks and those people who are the people facing part of family law. So sometimes they'll be a good resource to say, can you tell me what website that is? Or, you know, they, they can help. They can't give you legal advice, but, but they can help. Okay. Um, but an attorney is, an attorney's not the fix always there. If you can find your way as a couple, as the parents to put together a parenting plan that says what you want to have happen for 
time for each kid with each parent, holidays, birthdays, sort of that rhythm that works for your family, you are light years ahead. Okay. And you can present that. You can, you can hire an attorney for the specific task to go in and file that request. And if the judge is okay with it, they check it off, they sign it, they file it, and they never want to see you again. They want, the expectation is the courts want to see the families work together. Right, right. These are, this is, this is some sort of templated man-made creation of what we try to do to, to manage when a family's coming apart. Right. But it's children and children, if the children, mine were three and five at the time, by the time we finished, they were in their teens and those requirements and that order have to grow with them. That's that's something that I wanted to bring up. I know for myself, my parenting plan was um, very fluid and it was going to be changed if we needed to. And, you know, it's been, I don't know how long, and now hardly anything has changed. It's always a constant. So in the beginning, I feel like single moms, if you want something, make sure you ask for it. Don't assume that you can fix it after the fact. Just throw it all in there because I was very naive thinking, oh, we'll just work it out as we go. But no, just ask for what you want and think about things like birthdays and something small like birthday presents for birthday parties and you know who's gonna doctor's appointments and camp and all this stuff that sometimes you're just like okay you get them monday and tuesday i get them wednesday thursday you know it's so much bigger than that that i think when we're in the midst of it we don't think about and the that's so true kelly that is that is such a good point because it doesn't i mean you get it's i don't want to say parents or the legal system because the legal system serves a purpose Mm -hmm. right but it is an industry right it is a monetized industry that is sort of mechanical yeah right these are my children right these are your children i don't want a machine right i don't want a system i want somebody to hello do you hear me do you see my children do you see the needs that we have that's what we need And so there are changes that need to happen. I think if we could find a way as a society to find ways to um, do some pre-planning, like we have estate plans right now, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Everything. And there's a soundbite in court in the best interest of the children. It's not like a legal framework. Everybody tosses it around like it is, but it's actually just like that. That's what everything should be focused on. Yeah. It, It should be focused there. So why don't we as a society, that whole idea that I ran away from for so long was we don't have to really change anything to make things better for our children because we're asking parents at the very worst time of their lives when they're hurt, rejected, sad, mad, lonely, tired, things are changing, this relationship's coming apart to then step in and say what's going to be best for their children. Yeah. It's an impossible act. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we do that like we do other things? We mitigate risk for our homes, our automobiles, our businesses. We have prenups that manage businesses and property and investments and inheritance. We don't have anything that exists like that pre for our children. Mm. So part of the conversation that I want to have nationally 
for our children is about how do we, as we start to become parents or bring children, however children come into our lives, let's press pause and let's say, what would happen in the event that this changes? What would we do? While we are a loving, intact, wonderfully cooperative, synergistic family, right. make that plan. Put it in your estate plan. You have all of your other things managed. You've chosen a guardian. You've chosen what happens if. Right. Put in there that. And it, I'm finding, I find resistance because people think that we're foreshadowing the relationship coming apart. Right. I where I would argue is what happens if we get really intentional with conversations about our money and our values as a family and our playtime as a family and our, you know, right. how do we set our priorities? What would also happen to the relationship in terms of strength if we had conversations that said, we know what would happen in the event that we don't right. or something changes? I think that it would strengthen the relationship because you've you've for, you've looked down that road, and so we don't want that. We want this, right. but we have that in place if life throws a hard left turn. Right, and I think that's an interesting way to look at it. You know, I mean, you could throw it in with okay, with playtime and what's important. You know, make like a family manifesto or something instead of okay. I like that. If we don't break up, it's not, okay, if we break up, this is what we do. Okay, but well, this is our plan as a family, you know. Right. This is that manifesto. I like that. That this is, our intention is to, to you know, sit around tables with our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren, right? Absolutely. And to laugh and to play and to be and to live yes. and to grow together. Yes. Life may not bring that. Just like I have auto insurance, just like I have life insurance, yeah. just like I have homeowner's insurance. I don't want those things to happen. So I put something in place that mitigates that risk. What does not exist for our children right now is that. Yeah. Right. It happens in it happens in the middle of conflict. Boom. Right. And that's that's yeah. It's too much for the kid. The kids end up shouldering the burden mm -hmm. for it. I could go on for hours about it, but that's that's sort of the plan. And that's, that's ultimately what I'd like to see change and shift because it would unburden the courts. It'd be a date time stamp for the courts to be able to see something. Yeah. That said, this was love. This is when you were a loving, intact family. This is today. Help me understand what happened. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a reference point. Yes. Yes. That doesn't exist currently in the way it gets handled. Right. So. so if we could go back, how do we, I know you're, you know, you're helping people get their um, strategies together for the court and things, but how do we keep our kids out of it? Do you have some tips or keys to keep our kids out of it? Because I know there's a lot of hard feelings and I know um, different people I've known that's gone through this. I didn't have this, but a lot of people are playing the kids like a fiddle to hurt the other people. And you're really just destroying the kids' mental, you know, right. it's just horrible. So how, how do we stop this? You just have to make a decision you're not going to do it. And you have to have almost like 
an accountability coach or a sponsor, Mm -hmm. somebody that you, you know, sticky notes on your mirror, you know, whatever it is that your, your children are not your allies. Your children aren't your friends. Your children aren't the ones to say, you know, you had children with this other person. Like we created a family on purpose. Yeah. And so what my children hold on to is that promise. Those promises that we spoke over them. What a great life we're going to have. All of those things before things kind of went off the rails. So tips to do it. Have, have a circle of people or a couple of trusted advisors that you can say the truth of how you feel. Okay. You've got to have a place to be able to have your feelings. Away from the kids. Make sure you have a friend or somebody that you can speak to in confidence that it goes no further but the sounding board. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Very important. Wait. Yeah. So have have that that is definitely private um, and away from the kids. Have there be a commitment if you are sharing time between the households and the children are with you and there are some things that are coming up in terms of court dates or you get that email that sets you on fire, right? I realized one day while my kids were having this amazing playtime after school, I was in the middle of putting together the most amazing email. Oh, I was proud of myself. And then I, I don't know, I just looked over and I'm like, I'm missing the most, I'm missing what I'm here trying to make a point about. Yeah. My priorities were all messed up. So my kids came first. My kids came first, unless it was a dire emergency. I pocketed time after they went to bed to to manage all of that. And there's some things that just have to be done in the business day while they're in school, you know, try to try to figure that out. Wow. The other thing that I would say is laugh, dance, keep music on, do something that is going to recognize I am a human being and this is not fun. Right. So how do I counterbalance that movement? I got a little mini trampoline, you know, that I bounce on that helps my adrenals, you know, because it is, it's a stress and worry and, uh, you know. So doing things that light your spirit, like comedy. I love live comedy. I love to dance. So on the weeks that I didn't have my kids, I would find ways to just feed and nurture me. That's awesome. And That's awesome. You know? And I think that's really important too, because it also keeps you from defining yourself as, you know, I'm in a really crappy place right now. So just leave me alone. Oh yeah. You know, it helps you like, yeah, I have that stuff going on, but that's not me. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. still, you know, going to be the best mom I can be. And I'm still going to be me and take care of myself. I think a lot of us forget when we're with something and we can't get out of our head. We let that define us for a certain amount of time and we lose that time with our kids. We do. And if you think about it, when my daughter turned 18 last year, Kelly, I did the math, right? I was, I'm a numbers person. So I was just like, okay, 18 times 365. And I thought I did the math wrong. I'm like, that can't, it can't be less than 7,000 days, but it is. Wow. From zero from birth to 18 is, I think it's 6,570. It could be 6,750. I may have that flip. That's it. That's zero to 18. 18 years seems like 
forever. Yeah. In reality, when you break it down to days, it's less than 7,000 days, zero to 18. And if you have Blink. joint custody or something, you have half of that. Cut it in half. Yeah. Yeah. Or even less for some people. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen my son. I haven't seen him and had a conversation or had him be home with us since 2019. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's that, that's that piece. That's that pathology in ours that we're still working on it. You know, the other thing in terms of tips is have, have a commitment to love and peace. Now it doesn't, it love doesn't look calm and easy all the time. Mm. And if you're peaceful and you're moving through life in that way, some people will misunderstand and take that for passivity. Yeah. But it's not. Love is an act. Love is a verb. And it, it depends on, you know, it depends on the situation, what you choose, how you act in love, how you step towards your children in love. They are, they are the reason that you are trying your best to be a good human being not, and not bad mouth and not talk against, you know? Yes. So, yes. yeah. We have to remember that they're watching us all the time. All, all the time. They're all the time. At your best, at your worst, they're there. They're, they're taking that all in. Right. And they don't have the life experience that we have that or that connection between what happens now and how it influences, right? Just because of how their brains develop, how all of our brains develop. They don't have that. And so recognizing too, that being able to speak to them in a way that's age appropriate, I had to lean on a couple of really key people to say, I don't know how to explain to my children what we're getting ready to do. Right. And she was just like, well, explain it like it's um, a favorite toy that you only have one of, and you've got to learn to share. Try that. Wow. That's custody. You know, so have people that you can kind of brainstorm with, that you can just show up, hair a mess, snot, crying. Right. Uh, just right. somebody that can just hold space with you and help you be able to kind of feel your feet on the ground again, feel yourself breathing, you can show up again. Because it can consume you. Yes. If it drags yeah. on. Yes, it is. Oh, that is beautiful. We all need that person. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sally. So before You're we so go, welcome. tell us how we can contact you, because I'm sure there's a lot of moms that could use your help. Yeah, I'd love it. Um, and we're getting ready to do um, a thing called the Wreck It Down Room, right? And it's um, one of those things where I, it comes from my son. He loved to, like, break things apart and then put them back together. He would always say, Mom, 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 can we wreck it down? Can we wreck and so that's kind of what we help moms do, which is sort of deconstruct what's going on and kind of get it into categories. So the easiest place, really, just my name. You can connect with me personally on Facebook. I've got a pretty solid presence there. Um, I also have the Press Pause page, which you can launch. When you find me, you'll see posts that are shared on there. But it is like Press Pause, like pressing the pause button. Uh, I am on Instagram. Again, it's We Press Pause. Um, and I've just started a line of, um, I guess they're things to their tools, their communication tools, these passive, I just need to say something, but I can't really say it in the presence of young eyes. So I have a Shopify store, but that's also on any of my Facebook stuff. So awesome. Awesome. 
Thank you so much, Sally. Kelly, thank you so much for the invitation and thank you so much for having me. We want to thank you for tuning in today. Every Thursday, there'll be new episodes, so definitely check back. In the meantime, feel free to follow us on Facebook at My Happy Place and Instagram at My Happy Place for Life. That one's with the number four. Remember, you're smart, you're beautiful, and you got this. See you soon.